one of the funniest questions I think I've gotten is someone was trying to get a hold of our like world headquarters. <laughs> and I thought it was great because everything that Weiss does is in one location in our tiny little town on the outskirts of Hood River um, in this Orchard Valley. Um, so that's our world headquarters. I'm Jeremy Storton. I'm a certified Cicerone and the Beerlandia columnist for 1859, Oregon's Magazine. I believe there's a story behind every brewery, every brewer, and every Oregon beer that finds its way into your glass. I'm on a mission to find those stories and bring them to you. This is Beerlandia, a podcast about Oregon and the great beer you'll find here. Deep in the shadows of Mount Hood, along the shore of the Columbia, you'll find the small town of Hood River. Despite its size, it's well known the world over for windsurfing, its fruit orchards, wine, and especially beer. But when brewers, wine, and cider makers outside of Oregon hear the name Hood River, they think of yeast. This is because decades ago, homebrewers crawled out of the garage to begin forming the craft beer movement. Building a better beer also put them in search of better ingredients. But finding good hops and barley in the Northwest was not easy back then. Harder still was getting their hands on good yeast specifically for brewing. Yeast, although easy to find, requires a different skill set and perhaps a little more finesse to harvest and cultivate. But in the 80s, amidst the nascent microbrew culture, a company emerged in the heart of Hood River to make brewing yeast more readily available. Today, you can have a beer nearly anywhere in the world made with yeast grown in Hood River. Let me introduce you to the people who continue this work today. First, there's Tamara. Her family began Y Yeast Labs, and she has been part of it her entire life. Hi, I'm Tamara Logson. I'm the QC Lab Coordinator and Brand Manager at Weiss Laboratories. And if you call them in need of yeast, chances are you'll talk to Bill. I'm Bill Broick. I'm the Director of Sales and Marketing for Y Yeast Labs. Hood River is a place that offers anything to someone who wants everything. From maybe an outside perspective coming into the Hood River Valley, you might see the brewing industry, you might see the orchards, you might see the weekend warriors. So we're really just kind of fueled by what a unique place in the world and the universe this is. It's a veritable playground for outdoor athletes and foodies. You know, you weekend comes, you're not going to the town to see what's the show going on. You're heading up to do some fishing or hiking somewhere. And it just uh, permeates throughout everything here. And it's just a great place to live because of that. It's also a great place for those who love the feel of a small town, farm fresh produce, and delicious fermented drinks. Our local breweries are going a couple miles down the road to get fruit for their next sour beer. Um, we've got some remarkable cider makers who are finding the most obscure fruit in the valley to ferment. And um, it's cool to say that our, you know, our closest customers are just minutes down the road, or maybe we're stopping by their location on our way home to drop off their order. So we're all tied in together. And the, the, the culture and the agriculture and the industry in this valley are very closely knit. Perhaps it was destiny that Hood River would become synonymous with fermentation, because according to a local Native American legend, Mount Hood is also named Yeast, and it continues to influence the company in many ways. There's, there's a local legend surrounding um, the three volcanoes, Mount Hood, Mount St. Helens, and Mount Adams, and how they all came to, to be where they are, and they've all got their own names. So um, Lewitt is for 
Mount St. Helens, and Klickitat is for Mount Adams. And Weiss just happened to have the word yeast in it. Um, it's more, to us, I think it means more that it's a local legend and a name than it happened to have yeast in it. I think if we grew hops or barley or anything else, it probably would still be called Weiss. <laughs> Back in the early days of microbrewing, long before it became craft, the challenge of finding good ingredients was part of the charm, like a rite of passage. In the 80s, there was some dried yeast available. I know most most brewers were getting uh, a baker's yeast, anything they could find, um, brown hops and paper bags is what I've heard. So there's not a lot of options uh, for ingredients, uh, let alone like fresh or quality ingredients available at home brewing or even for commercial brewers. But it did create a demand and therefore an opportunity. We were founded in the 80s, kind of right around when craft brewing, people were trying to figure out what that was. Um, why yeast was founded with one ale strain and one lager strain. Um, the first liquid yeast that was available to craft brewers. Um, and it, it grew from there. As craft beer became a dominant force, it created a greater appreciation for all things well-crafted, which brought other interesting possibilities. So by far, uh, the brewing industry, uh, the craft brewing in particular, is the main industry that we um, gear ourselves towards. Um, wineries, to some extent, um, but actually what I'm seeing a lot right now is cideries. So I guess those would be our main, our, our main three industries, and we also have some cultures for mead, uh, sake, and uh, spirits. They also began innovating and created a very unique product. This room right here is uh, the birthplace of the smack pack. So this is our setup for making the nutrient packets. So this is like the nursery. <laughs> exactly. For, for little baby yeast. Yeah, so, so we, the uh, smack pack um, is a foil pouch with um, yeast and nutrient in it. Um, it's designed to inoculate a five gallon batch of beer. So a homebrew scale these days still is a, a design that no one's been able to figure out how we do it and replicate it. Um, so it's, it's a cool, I think it's a really cool product. Uh, it earned the nickname the Smack Pack by the industry. So we didn't, we didn't come up with that, but it's surely stuck. The Smack Pack has become an industry standard for home brewers. It works kind of like cracking a chemical light stick we use during Halloween. You push that nutrient packet into a corner and you literally smack the package until it bursts so it can release nutrients and then so the yeast uh, has access to that sugar and nutrition to get started. But apparently it does require a bit of practice. It's one of the funniest things to be at a, um, usually like a home brewer conference, um, have a big guy come up and, and tell me that it, it must be faulty because he can't get it to break. And I know it's a, a thin film plastic bag on the inside. Um, so it's more about technique. Before we go any further, I wanna make sure that we all have a general understanding of how fermentation works. So fermentation is the process of yeast converting sugar into CO2 and alcohol. Um, and what you're left with is all the flavors that end up in that, from that wort, turn into all the flavors of the, in your beer. And I also think it's important we all know where yeast comes from. So yeast is everywhere. Um, so yeast ferments sugar. So if you think about it, yeast probably lives somewhere where there's a sugar rich source. Um, so think of fruit skins, um, 
skins on, maybe an apple in an orchard, or a grape on a grapevine. We haven't always known what yeast was or how it worked, but we've leaned heavily on the single-celled microbe for millennia. Yeast and people go hand in hand through history. If you had, if you're fermenting something else, if you're fermenting, if you're fermenting cocoa, you ended up with a different species altogether, but it could ferment um, the ingredients that were available in its environment. Yeast and people have had such a profound symbiotic relationship that in 2013, the Oregon State Legislature passed a bill making Brewer's Ale yeast the very first state microbe. And Oregon was the first state to propose a state microbe. Um, I think a couple others have followed suit and I was just reading recently, they didn't all get, get through the way Saccharomyces did. Um, maybe people, I don't know. Maybe other people are wondering why microbes are so important to uh, to highlight for a state. To yeah. us, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Which says something that the state recognizes the importance of that too, to make that mm -hmm. proclamation. I mean, they understand the, the value of that, of the brewing industry to the state of Oregon. Life as a yeast rancher in Hood River is a good living, but it's not without its challenges. However, as we approach more than 8,000 craft breweries in the U.S., along with all the cideries, winemakers, and more, these are the good kind of challenges. We definitely have had some growing pains, as, I guess, as far as trying to keep up with the industry. Mm -hmm. um, and I, and I, I don't want to say this lightly, but I think it, it's easier to have, it's easier to see and be able to have a lot of breweries starting um, and all those breweries are going to need the same ingredients. Um, but it's harder for us to, we're one supplier, it's harder, I think, for a supplier to grow to meet those demands. But with all the breweries and all the demands for yeast, there's bound to be an occasional emergency. The term like a yeast emergency is not new to us. So if, yeah. if someone calls in and um, maybe somehow a package got tied up or something went wrong with their schedule and... Um, Emergencies happen, and what one of the coolest things to see is how we've got such a dedicated crew that I don't know how they do it. They bend over backwards to get yeast out the door. And they're ready and willing to respond whenever a beer crisis arises. Uh, it's not totally unheard of um, for for Weiss president to load up a car full of yeast and drive drive it out to a customer who had, you know, it was one of those yeast emergencies. All in all, Y-East is a company fueled by passion, and like most people in the brewing industry, they're grateful for what they get to do and the impact they have. The craft brewing industry is at the heart of what we do. Um, like we've been talking about today, it's, it's the passion and the innovation and the quirky things that you make that may or may not work out. Um, but that's a pretty cool place to be. And while most of us continue to cultivate relationships with each other with a craft beer in our hand, Y-East will continue to cultivate their relationship with a tiny microbe without which beer would never exist. We're pretty fond of our yeast doing their job of turning their sugar into CO2 and alcohol, so that's what you'll continue to see from us. Grand scheme of things, I think yeah. they're one of, maybe one of the most versatile organisms. Right. Not that I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs>
Cheers. <laughs>